This is the real bad dudes cast. This is part three of the Vengeance Review. Were there any other standout moments where you felt instrumental in something at the at ground zero of a moment like that? I would say the fog machine would be the big one because uh, the the I'd say the scenes that I was most involved with were um, the walking up to the cabin scene where we were shooting the fog, running slate on a couple of scenes. Um, I w- I wouldn't say that too much really went wrong, so to say. I mean, just everybody was firing on all cylinders throughout the whole production. You know, and, the whole time that I was there. I mean, I don't I don't have any interesting, um, many interesting onset stories. You know, because I mean, for the most part, all we did was we just hung out. We had a good time. We got to know each other, and you know, we just shot our scene. I, I all right, let's see. If you really want to put one out there, I know I keep complaining about the shirt. Um, I had um, I, I had a white tank top underneath, and chances are people probably seen the the under part of it coming out from under the shirt. Um, what was it? That kept popping out of the bottom, or that kept eating up the microphone in my shirt, which kept, you know, which would make it fall all the way down, and it's like, we can't hear you. Yeah. You know, so it's it's just funny moments like that. You know. Uh, the, uh, the 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 cabin scene itself that was a that was a bunch of fun. Um, what was it? I I, I pretty much spent. I, I I know I didn't have a whole shitload of dialogue. I mean, of course, I had my own idea of how things were going to play out. You know, and um, it wasn't anything you know absolutely extravagant. That cameo was there. written for you. <laughs> You never know. I, I can—that's um, exactly what I imagine you do. You just get pissed, yell at someone, grab them. <laughs> well, the thing is, you were very real in that scene. Just mad props. It was an interesting moment Thank of you. just uh, the unpleasantness of a kid dying because two teenagers got horny. Just really hit home. The kind of continual responsibility that goes into things and how such a small moment could have such a tremendous knock-on effect of the lives of everybody that the series would eventually touch. I, I thought know, it was actually one of the best homages to his end. Those two assholes killed a lot of people for Indirectly. five seconds. You know, I'll tell a little story about it. Um, I have been rehearsing this scene forever. And um, one of the things that I had talked about with Jeremy, because I wanted to try to sound like I knew what I was doing, because once again, I had never done a film before. I had done stage production. I've worked off stage. I've worked on stage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm very comfortable working in front of the camp lines and memorizing lines. But um, I figured I would at least try to sound like I knew what I was doing. You know, so Jeremy, what do you, what do you, and Jeremy was like, dude, just do it. You know, and, and that, that's the cool thing about Jeremy's style is that he gives you a role and he lets you make it your own. And mm-hmm. I think that's really the most encouraging thing that you could ever give to an actor is you don't lock, them. you don't box them in by saying, no, you need to act this certain way. You need to say these specific lines. He gives you a lot of leniency. As long as the message comes across, you know, 
he lets you dictate your own body language, your inflections, how you say things, how you project yourself, and what you do. You know, it's what so makes it human. It is. It's what makes it human. It's what makes it organic. And that that that's really. I, I, I've worked with directors before on stage, but for a first film production, and even comparing it to the directors on stage that I had worked with, Jeremy's a. He's a, like I said, he's an awesome guy. He's a great friend. He's a wonderful human being who really cares and absolutely loves what he does. But the thing is, it, it's not he does not treat you like he's a director. He doesn't treat you like you're just his actor and you have to do this shit. He makes himself accessible to you. He calls you, checks on you. He gives a shit about you. He is your friend and he actually treats you like it. Just as long as you don't screw up the scene. You know? <laughs> yeah. But um, and, and that's not like uh, insinuating that Oh shit! Don't make them mad. It's just um, you know, as long as you get the job done, that that's yeah. his goal. But he lets you have the freedom to do it however you want it. And I had and after he's like, "Well, just do it that way," you know, you just do it, man. Um, I said, "So what if I was to scare the shit?" You know, type of thing. And he's like, "Fucking do it," you know. That, that, that's just how cool he is. It was is that no, well, no, I had this in mind. You know, he, he, he's like, the, the whole point of giving him a shock somehow, some way, some form, to try to, you know, draw emotion out of um, um, the people that you're interacting with. Mm. Um, Rachel, who was my partner, um, mm -hmm. Stephanie, she was fantastic. She was really sweet. She was another backer. And she she know, she, she did really good in her role. And uh, let, let, let's talk about Raymond for a bit, who played a young Riolati. I think I knew I had something to say. Oh, it was just that, um, I, did you fear hurting him when you slammed him into the wall in that scene? Because I could tell from his voice that he actually explained and his to reaction. You, I'm explaining shit mode. Like he had just been slammed into a wall by a cop. That was, um, that was what me and Jeremy had uh, talked about. I figured. When I said, I want to give him a fucking shock some, you know, and I wasn't sure how I was going to do it. And originally, I'm not going to lie. And once again, this is just, you draw your idea of how the set would look. I thought this was originally going to take place indoors. And it's not like I ever asked, you know, Jeremy, where this was going to be, what, 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 you know, would I have any props to work with or anything? Mm -hmm. You know, would I push a table aside or kick a door open or anything? You know, this is just hmm. my own preconceived thing. I was thinking maybe busting the door open and going, what the fuck? You know, something like that. And um, when we wound up working outside, you know, I'm sitting there looking and I'm like, what can I do to, to really make a mark with this scene? And I figured, well, probably the most simplest thing. I'm pissed off. Why don't I just grab him and, and throw him into the wall <laughs> really? type of thing? Um. You know, and Raymond, he's a hell of an actor. He really is. You got to look at some of the stuff he's doing. He's keeping really busy. You, you know, did, didn't really you tear cool a shirt guy. when you did that scene? Yes. <laughs> um, the first, uh, the first take that we did. Um, so there was um, Asta Wiley, who um, is a pretty damn good um, uh, musician, by the way. Um, Raymond and me and Rachel. It was just the four of us, and sitting there. What do I do? And like me and Rachel are talking. And I was like, so how, how do we each leave our own little impact? And, you know, like me and Rachel kind of worked out. We're just going to fucking yell at him. You know, what the fuck? You know, I'll take him. You take her. 
you know, bad cop, worst cop sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess would be a way to put it. So the first time that we did it, um, and it's funny too, because the way that the things were set up was I'm looking through the open door in the cabin of the front, and I don't want to try to kill the movie magic, but I'm looking through the cabin door in the front, and I can see them through the window. And I'm looking at Raymond while he's pretending to be boff and um, uh, pasta. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like fucking cheering him on. I'm going, yeah, and I'm putting the finger through the whole type of stuff. I'm trying to see if I can get him to crack a little bit, you know? But no, he, he, dude's total professional. Um, so when we popped around the corner for the first scene and I got him, he started to back up a bit. And then out of the corner of my eye, I'm noticing that he's starting to go out of frame. So I'm like, all right, now it's time to do it. So I reached forward, I grabbed him by the shirt as hard as I could, and I tried to swing him around so that I could get him back into the field of focus and also to do the wall thing. And all I heard was, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, my first instinct was, you know, I, I kept going with the lines, but as soon as Jeremy was like, God. Oh, you know, I'm just, just like, I'm in so much fucking trouble because chances are I probably ruined the guy's shirt and we, we you know, we're going to have to go back for a second take and what if there's no more shirts? The shirts seemed to be fine. I guess I just stretched it out when I yanked on him. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, that was the thing. When I when I pushed him into the wall, he didn't know that that was coming. You know, I, 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 the thing that I pre-warned him was is just, hey, whatever happens, just go, you know, and hey, we're all acting, right? And he was like, yeah, of course. You know, so when I gave him the shove, I, I watched it back in the playbacks, and all I saw was just the ca the, the cabin itself shaking. And then <laughs> I heard the thump, and I'm just like, "Oh God, I hope I didn't hurt him." Didn't you get a bunch of makeup too yeah. from his tattoos all over you and rubbed in your pants? Yeah, he had some neck tattoos, and there's some covering up on it. And then I'm, and then I'm going there, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, "God damn, Jeremy's gonna kill me because I ripped the fucking shirt." And then I looked down and I saw a bunch of concealer on my hands, and I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> well, it, I loved it because, um, it, first of all, it was really organic. It's what makes a movie organic is when it interacts with the environment. It doesn't, mm -hmm. um, that wasn't a prop wall. It was a wall. No, it that acted, was a wall. It acted, it acted like a cabin should, a shed. <laughs> it, uh, it, <laughs> he, he sounded like he hit something because he did. And his voice yes, yeah, broke because for a moment he was like, "Oh God, is the actor gonna kill me? What the fuck just happened heard, to me?" Yeah, I, I heard it in his kind of voice, and that's nothing mm -hmm. to take away from his acting because his acting gets props across the board from me because he stuck it throughout. But it, it affected and it shaped his performance in a way that it wasn't you just saying your lines and doing your verbs, and then him saying his lines and doing his verbs. I, I, I think um, uh, it would be fair to call it a 50-50 shot. I think there was a bit of shock because it was kind of like, holy shit, this guy just almost put me through a wall. But the other half of it is, is, his, is um, uh, Raymond's got a really good ability to think on his feet as an actor. Mm -hmm. You know, in whatever situation that he's in, he knows the right way to pull out of it. And, um, uh, awesome. You know, he pulled... He pulled it. He pulled out of Abigail, and then uh, he pulled out the right emotion, and it worked out great. You know. <laughs> well, I, I think. That's yeah, well, it's what I was getting at. Is it speaks to kind of the passion that went into it. Is that um, 
if the actors weren't into it, the first thing he would have done was start screaming and quit. But instead, yeah. you had pitched to him an idea, not even the idea, just that you were going to do something off script. I didn't even pitch it to him. He had no script. idea it was coming. You're going to go a bit I off mean, script, by the third, and he was going to By the third or fourth it. take, that guy knew that he was going to go fucking flying places because I was going to grab him and toss him somewhere. Which, I mean, it, it's... The, the way I see it from a, from a perspective of what would I do in that position, if I just found out that my cool summer job got fucked up by this little Italian kid who's too busy banging the fucking help, you know, because, and now some kid's drowned, and am I going to be held liable for this? And now the place is going to get closed down, and i got to go fucking pumping gas stations because of this? I'd want to fucking throw the guy around. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, he had no idea that I was going to grab him in the first tank, and he handled it awesome. There was no, oh, lighten up or anything like that. There was none of that shit. He went with it. He, 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 it's just great. And then, you know, my, my first instinct was, is like I said, the, um, during the take that we had used, when I pushed him against that cabin, you know, you were supposed to be watching him, you stupid son of a bitch. Where the hell were you? W when I heard that thunk, I, I, I'm just like, I, I did the lines, but then my first thought was, is, oh, fuck, I hope I didn't hurt him. Or, Jesus, uh -huh. I hope he didn't hit, like, you know, like one of the ridges and, his, and he's going to have a bruise on his back or something like that. And even afterwards, you know, I was like, you know, I, I'm sorry. I really hope I didn't hurt you. I just wanted to try to make this as good as possible. And he was like, no, dude, it's great. And he shook my hand and he gave me a hug. And I mean, that, 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 was, that was everything all around. That's awesome. You know? I think it's a great example to kind of uh, just demonstrate that it really was a project of people invested in the outcome and not simply people punching a card to go home. Oh, absolutely. Everybody was very, very happy to be there. Everybody was excited. Nobody was treating this, and even if there was a paycheck involved, nobody was treating this like, oh, well, there's a paycheck, or oh, this is a credit. Everybody that I had worked with was like, holy shit, we're, we're going to be in Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. You know? And, and what more could you ask for? You really can't ask for more. And um, speaking of which, in, in the next coming scenes after that flashback, one thing that I thought was absolutely amazing, I did not see it coming because I don't remember seeing it in the script but when I saw it happen I kind of saw something happening because um, when we were doing hmm. um, the set dressing work I had helped set up Elias Voorhees' kitchen but there was always the cots in the cabin and I saw the Fox logo and I'm like yeah that's a hell of a throwback to part one hmm. you know But what? and then um, I'm not giving away the movie magic but when I saw and realized that we were recreating the opening part one, I thought that was awesome. Hell yeah. I, I, I thought that was really great. When, when, I, when I realized what we were doing at that point, because like I said, I didn't see it in the script. I, you know, I must have just been focusing on my part or I must have missed it somehow when I was going through the, you know, the draft and Jeremy was showing it to me. When I stopped there and I was like, wait, I think I literally said out loud, I'm like, wait a minute, we're going to recreate this fucker? And, and then just, I, I got that smile from Jeremy and I'm like, you son of a bitch, you know? And then seeing it on film and then um, I was inside when they, when they were filming it. I wanted to see it. I, I, I would have loved to have seen it. But after I'm um, seeing it on film, they nailed it. 
They absolutely nailed it. And, and the surprise turnaround, the twist in that, I thought it was really cool. I think it explained a lot of things, you know, for a lot of, you know, because what was the common perception? And I'm not going to spoil it, but, you know, by because if I just say what happened in the original, it'll already give someone an idea. But um, taking that and turning it on, I thought it was really cool. Right. I thought so as well. You know, so, yeah, it's just everything across the board. I, I, I was absolutely happy. For a first movie, I, I, I don't think I could ever ask for a better crew to be around, both in front and behind the camera. And if there ever is a sequel, I am absolutely down to be involved in some capacity, like no questions asked. Um, you are very, yeah. very fortunate, man. I mean, so many people oh, who would love I, to be in your shoes, so that's just right? awesome. Uh, sometimes I get to be a lucky bastard, and this was one. Um, but what I'm trying to get at, though, is is that um, I, I'm absolutely open to the to the possibility of doing a, a sequel in any capacity possible. Um, but also, if if anybody ever comes along and says, "Hey, I like what you did here. Can you try this here?" I would love to do it. Uh, the the only thing is, I might be a little spoiled in that because um, what if it's not? You know, it's like the bar's been set so high for crew and for. Um, actors, you know, to be around. You know, what if you don't get that type of a welcoming atmosphere? What if you got pure business, you know, crew? I think you you'd know, be okay. Sort of well, I, I think it's an interesting moment for a throwback to earlier in the conversation where, of course, it's never going to hold up to your first time. I think... It's, uh, it's not your first time seeing a movie, Friday the 13th movie, but it's your first time being in one. So, yeah. of course, um, things are going to be different. The important part is simply to not be pedantic about your experience as well, just like we ask the viewers to not be pedantic about the outcome. Oh, absolutely not. I, I, I'm just referring just to keep both going. professionalism and the fun-loving, um, open atmosphere. I keep absolutely. going with your, uh, your your intuition, your your gut feeling, because you know it hasn't really stirred you wrong yet. Well, so far, so good. But I, I, but I mean, that's just it. It, it. it was a perfect blend of professionalism. Let's get this shit done. And then you have um, the, hey, we're all family. And that's exactly what it felt like. Everybody hung out with everybody. Nobody had any egos. Nobody was closed off from everybody. There was no little, hey, I'm going to break off into this little group. You stay in your little group type of thing. It's just we, uh, at the risk of sounding blue, we all pissed in the same pot. <laughs> Even Darcy? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I knew you were going to get to that, but I'm... Uh... Yeah. What is she really like? <laughs> oh, she's a sweetheart. I'll, I'll, all right, how about this? I'll, I'll, I'll give you one. Um, um, I love to do voices. Um, you, you know, uh, I, I always kind of want to be a voice actor, and I'm a really good mimic. And me and Jeremy always joked about um, uh, me doing Corey Feldman. And um, uh, he was like, I'm going to fucking call up everybody and I'm going to put you on speakerphone and, you know, all this sort of thing. And um, Darcy was on set and she, she was um, getting her makeup done. And I had just arrived on set and he had me go stand in the hallway. Hey, everybody, you know, this is Corey Feldman and um, I'm really happy to be here. It's just nice to play Tommy Jervis and all this. And I could have swore I heard, oh, no, coming down the hallway. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> 
Uh, you know, so, somebody might be terrified of Corey Feldman. For good reason. I don't know why. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's but it's just, you know... It's, but no, she's a sweetheart. She she's so nice. She's she abs- she is because uh, uh, she handles she handles the uh, social media for uh, Joe Bob's last drive-in, and she's she's always just tweet like retweeting people's comments and stuff, and uh, she's like she's yeah. really nice. No, oh, no, she's absolutely a sweetheart. Totally, <laughs> I, I I really cannot tell you a, a, a single bad experience a person that I met on the set that's that's great to hear you know really everybody that I met was so awesome so nice so kind and it's just I I can't say that enough I can't stress that enough because that's the type of environment that you want to strive to be a part of and you know also something that you really want to strive to create that's the kind of people you want in your life too you know (laughs) just good positive people oh absolutely pieces of poop I know it, it, it was really weird because I'm typically a very closed off person. I get social anxiety terribly, and then it was like when I arrived on set, I got like 15 friend requests from uh, you know cast and crew and shit, and it's just like wow, these people really. I'm just not there, you know. Right. It's like they 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 want to share their life with me and they want me to share you know my life with them sort of. It's funny because you say that, but you're like. Yeah. I don't know. As long as I've known you, you're actually a very sociable person. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Well, I'm social uh, on the show because that's what my job is to be, is very social. Well, even I'm off. I'm saying you want to talk to you personally, social. you know. Well, my socialing. Oh, well, you also know me. I'm like the Loch Ness Monster. This bird's like disappeared. And it's kind of like, are you okay? Yeah. yeah I think we all kind you know, of get up I, sometimes, though. I think you uh, led I'm into a pretty... That more than I don't know if it'd be an interesting question for listeners, but it kind of intrigued me. You spoke about fearing causing injury, but was there an incident where uh, an incident or an injury actually stopped production? Nope. Oh, wow, that's fantastic to hear. Usually in amateur productions, that's kind of the bread and butter of not clearing a field and someone strains their ankle as they're running across it. Yeah, someone falling down a flight of steps or shit like that. No, you know, yes. you know building everything, too. Because, um... I... I shit. I, I'll just be blunt about it. I take so much pride in, in what little contributions I did into the movie because so many people did so much more than me. But I am going to be that guy and look at parts and be like, see that fog there? That's my fucking fog. <laughs> and you see those boards on that window? I, I helped nail that shit up. I would do the you same know, goddamn I'm, thing. <laughs> I was going to say the same. If I, if I helped on a film, I would be the guy who points out the flowers that I positioned. Right? I'm going to be that guy. You know, but the moments where we were dressing up the sets and such, there was no, come on, come on, we got to get this done. Everything was just, hey, be careful, easy does it, do it the smart way. You know, there, nobody was rushing anybody, nobody was pushing anybody. Hey, how is this going? And it's going to take about five more minutes. So, you know, you didn't have Mick in the background going, make it too. You know, you had Mick saying, all right, cool, be careful, just take your time. You know, we'll figure it all out. Let's you know, make it stand it, up and not fall on anybody's head. Yeah. Yeah. That sort of thing. It, it was just, it was great all around. And, oh, fuck. And I, what, I, I, I can't ask for anything better. That was really the weekend that I wish would never end. Um, uh, that was my first time being up in Washington. I, I, I loved it. The, just being there. Um, you should move. It? You, felt, should, you should move to Washington. We could be neighbors. And, 
I'm sure there's a couple reasons for me to check out Washington. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, it seemed like there was points when it was going to start to snow up there. And I'm like, holy shit, I think it's fucking snowing. If you and like then, rain, um, you'll like Washington. Oh, I, I love the rain, and I love the woods, and it was absolutely beautiful. Sweet. I should have taken it. I should have taken a stop over in Renton. I wish I had the time to do that, but um, you know that's a regret. Yeah, seriously, um, it, it seemed like it was starting to snow a bit, and I was like, "Holy shit, is it really going to snow?" I was like, "We're finally going to get Jason in the snow, right?" And then someone who was a native of Washington was like, "Hey, you're not from around here, are you?" And I'm like, "No, nah, I live in a fucking desert." You know? <laughs> yeah, I could uh, I could tell okay. while watching this film, I'm like, I'm like, this was so filmed in Washington because even when you guys did the the flashback scene at the camp at the camp, all I could see is a bunch of clouds in the sky. I'm like, this is so fucking Washington. <laughs> I know, and it was beautiful. Awesome. But apparently. Um, what looks like light snow, you Washingtonians call misting. Yeah, sure. I've never <laughs> heard of that expression before. Neither have I. <laughs> well, I get uh, maybe it's that maybe it's that area. Maybe, I suppose. But but yeah, it's called misting, and I'm like, this is pretty cool. Um, oh god, here here I I got a good one for you. Um, what was it? Of course you're in the wooded areas, and you want to check out things, especially if you're an outdoors person. And, um, you know, we had like a nice little trail area that went off, because you had the one campground area. All right, you had the cabin, and then across from the cabin, you've got the campground area where everybody was singing songs and where they were filming the pitching the tent scene and all that. And then there was a nice little trail area that you go down. And, um, you know, there was like one little marker that you got to go past. And then you can kind of look around in the woods. And I think it was like, I want to say it was like 1230 at night because we were shooting until like 4 o'clock in the morning. Mm. And, you know, I went past the marker and I'm like, you know, this is pretty cool. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, yeah, I'm in the middle of the woods. I'm at Camp Crystal Lake. I'm going to fucking die. And then I'm, uh, you know, I'm going further and further back. And all I see are the huge lights that are illuminating the entire area. You know, and I'm like, this is pretty sweet. This is nice. And, I'll, and also, you got that little piece of peace of mind. I'm in the woods. I'm alone. I'm liking this. It's dark. It's quiet. And then I started walking back, and then I saw a bunch of people standing there. I'm like, oh, God, I hope I'm not in trouble or something, you know? And then it was just a couple other people from on set, and they're like, yeah, you don't go down there at night. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, you're in the fucking woods. There's bears. There's leopards wild cats and shit and I'm like I, I looked back and I'm like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> Blair Witches not kidding <laughs> you know, at least in the desert you can see it coming <laughs> uh... yeah, it depends you know Las Vegas is Las Vegas there's really not much flora and fauna out there uh, but out in, out, out in Phoenix there's actually life you know State bird isn't a pigeon. There's plenty of birds out here. There's a lot of a lot of grass, a lot of clouds. Mm. You know, but but still, yeah. Being up in Washington, it was awesome, and um, definitely gonna have to go back. That's good to hear. You know, it, it, yeah, I, I like the area. It would have been nice if the schedule aligned and I could have said hey to you, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And the important thing it, is, it you a had a good time, and you know, you made yeah. fan film well, history. The 
Yeah, the, no, the important thing is is that we all came together. We raised a little money to help out people. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of fun. And um, hopefully a lot of people were entertained. And who knows, maybe, you know, maybe if that trend keeps going where people are happy with it and the band is signed enough, I, I, I can see a round two happening. We'll find out. Only yeah, time will only tell. time will tell. It's too, it, it's too soon to tell, but I... I, I so far from what I've seen, people like it, and that right there just really makes me happy. And not, you know, not just an egoist thing. It's because I can look at it and people that, you know, I, I really, really care about. You know. But but yeah, what, what, what I was just going to say is, it's just seeing so many people enjoy it, it really makes me feel good knowing the people that I care about. They, they went and they made something that they're passionate about and that it's successful and that it makes them feel good because I love to see my friends happy. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Yeah, so with that, this is the, the Real Bad Dudes with our special guest co-host, Noah Owen, who maybe might be foot come more of a guest host. We don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind it, dude. It's, yeah. it's a real pleasure having you around. And, right. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the Funny Farm. <laughs> it was an absolute pleasure getting to be a part of it. Join the party. Yeah, it was an absolute pleasure having you here. With that, yeah. If you haven't checked out Vengeance, uh, go run and check it out. And this is the Real Bad Dudes cast, and we're uh, signing off. No, just one final thing I would like to say. Uh, if you're checking out Vengeance, um, seriously, thank you very much for checking it out, and I really hope that you guys enjoy it. And even if you don't enjoy it, I could be a jerk and say, go fuck yourself. No, seriously, even if you don't enjoy it, thank you for checking it out, and thank you for keeping Chai's alive. Mm-hmm. You know, because... Everybody that's watching this movie, that's what helps, you know, schlubs like me have their dreams come true and be in a scary slasher. Right. And if anything, uh, Scary Jersey Guys' stories and speech should be uh, an inspiration to others who may be having a rough time or, you know, just... just be a yeah, good... seriously, <sighs> if, you, if, you, if you want to get that moment, i got to cut you off there. But um, seriously, if you if you have that shit where you're going through some tough times, dude, um, or do that, um, yeah, shit happens in life. It really does, and you know, unexpected things happen. But just keep grinding because you could be at the lowest point in your life, and then you know, it, it's, it, it's it never too late. It gets better. It it all eventually gets better, and as long as you keep doing, you enjoy doing, and as long as you're passionate about something, it could happen. <laughs> Neil Owen, do you have any closing, 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 closing thoughts before I hit stop and record? Yeah, something really super inspirational because Rage is like, ah, I just want to hit stop. Well, if I were to say anything, it's been fascinating to kind of hear behind the scenes of a fan production because I've seen them before. Um, of course, how could you be on the internet and not see them? But yeah. the big takeaway I have is just that if there's any point in doing any of this, it's just to be a part of something. It, you don't have to be wildly successful. You don't have to become a famous actor. Scary Jersey guy nailed up some windows that he's going to get to point at. He's going to get to point them out to other people. It's, it was a joyous experience for him. It was a joyous experience for everyone on the team. And if that is your dream, just keep working towards it. If you never get there, what you'll have gained is that you will have worked towards it. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So with that, we're signing off. Good night, people. Adios. Bye bye. Hasta la vista. This concludes part three of the Vengeance Review. Stay tuned for part four.